Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. And welcome back to Cats and Cosby, Rita Cosby, the lucky one with this room full of John Katsimatidis, of course, the great host. Also, we have Judge Richard Weinberg, Governor Pataki, and also Craig Eaton. Uh, Bob Costello, you were the big witness yesterday before the Bragg Grand Jury. We're so thrilled to have you here on the show. And uh, joining us here in the studio, Governor Pataki's got a big question for Bob, you. Very simply, uh, um, <laughs> by, by, by the way, I, I won't hold it against you that shot too much when we played basketball together but that's that's another I made, story i made you a great rebounder <laughs> if you made the shot i wouldn't have had to grab the rebound but that's another but, that, <laughs> but that but that's another issue so you are the star guy you were in there yesterday and i don't know if you heard alan dershowitz but he said you did no. brag uh, a favor by totally disqualifying uh cohen as a witness by proving he's a liar um could you uh, elaborate on that? Did, in fact, uh, you convince them that they can't rely on Cohen, and does that mean there won't be an indictment? Well, uh, I didn't know that you needed convincing that Michael Cohen was a liar because <laughs> he pled guilty to perjury. So before I went in there, he was a convicted perjurer and a felon. But when I went in there, uh, and the reason I went in there was just listening to the media, listening to Michael Cohen make statements before he went into the grand jury and after he came out of the grand jury that were completely the opposite to what he told us during his moment of crisis in April 17th, 2018, when he was suicidal. Literally, he told us that he had been on the roof of the Regency Hotel the weekend before, and he was seriously considering jumping off. And we had that story confirmed by Reverend Jerry Falwell and his wife when he told the same thing, too. And my partner, who was with me at the time, knew Cohen for 10 years through uh, the school that we represent, uh, Columbia Grammar and Prep. Uh, We're outside counsel for that school, and Michael Cohen was on the board. So I looked at him, and he nodded yes. He he certainly thought that Cohen was telling the truth. He was pacing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, like a tiger in a cage at the zoo, honestly. And... We told him, I told him, because Jeff is a civil lawyer and I'm the one who was a former deputy chief of the criminal division in the Southern District. I explained to him his options. And one of his options was cooperation. He brought it up. Can I get a pardon? No. Can I get commutation? No. Can I cooperate? Yes, you can. But it's a trade. I said, Michael, these people in the Southern District are not interested in you. You're a bump in the road. Their interest clearly is Donald Trump. So the way out of this is to uh, cooperate if you have something to cooperate. Because if it's Donald Trump you're cooperating against, you can get a non-prosecution agreement, which means you're out of this picture at all. I said, it's a lot better than suicide. And he thought and said, I don't have anything against Donald Trump. And I must have asked him that same question. We were there for two hours. 
probably seven different ways just to make sure that he kept on reiterating. And after the first time where he simply said, I don't have anything on Donald Trump. After that, every time his response was, I swear to God, Bob, I don't have anything on Donald Trump. Did you say that at the grand jury yesterday? And do you think that'll impact whether or not Adams goes forth with the, or Bragg goes forth with the uh, indictment? I absolutely said that, uh, even though they didn't ask me a question that would have called for that response. I felt that they were trying to avoid that response. So I volunteered it several times. Now, whether that convinces the grand jury or convinces the prosecutors is anybody's guess. They clearly didn't really want me to present the exculpatory evidence to the grand jury. But I did so anyway, because that's the only reason why that is hot news. I uh, know. That is hot news, Bob. Well, here's the other hot news. You know, I presented them. I gave them a package of material, and I gave the same package of material to Donald Trump's lawyer, Susan Nichols. uh, And it consisted of, one, 321 emails between myself and Cohn, Cohn and me, and myself and my partner about Cohn and about the lies that he was telling us. They put six of those emails out of 321 into evidence. So I got into an argument with him. I said, what? right in front of the grand jury, I said, I presented you with 321 emails. These are chronological, day-by-day, almost moment-by-moment accounts of the interrelationship between Cohn and us. I said, why don't you get, and I held them up in the air. I said, you should give all of these to the grand jury. They responded, well, we can't because they, it contains some uh, evidence that's not admissible. So I said, like what, hearsay? And they said, yes, hearsay. I said, well, I'm glad you mentioned that because these documents were made and maintained in the regular course of business. And it was the regular course of business to make and maintain these documents. You know what that makes these records? Business records. You know what that means? It's, a, it's an exception to the hearsay rule. Yeah. So you have no legal basis there. Turn, I, I, I turned to the grand jury. I said, you should demand these documents from them. Why are they only cherry-picking a couple of emails, six out of 321? You should see all of them. And what was their reaction to that? What was their reaction oh, to that, Bob? They, they, were they must be flabbergasted by that. What was the grand jury's reaction? Asking, they, what, what was yeah. the grand jury's reaction? Yeah. Well, it's, it's hard to look at 21 yeah. people. We yeah. counted how many were there at the, time, at, the, at the same time. But I saw at least five or six people nodding their head, shaking their head like, yes, you're right, you're right. But they didn't shout out, give us the records. I don't know what they asked them once I stepped out of the room at about 4.40 in the afternoon. But I made it very clear that Michael Cohn told the story to us, which I think is more believable than the story he's telling now, because he was in a manic state desperately looking for an escape route. So uh, the escape uh, route Bob, was cooperation, if he had the information. And Bob... This is Rita yeah. Cosby here. I just want to ask also where just and I know I'm asking you to read the tea leaves, but you are in the room. You have a unique yeah. perspective. Uh, Bob Costello, you were the witness there yesterday before Bragg's grand jury. Where do you think this is headed? Um, do and what also? Well, who's going to be the next what witness? More important, and we only got two minutes left. What more important? Do you right. think they postponed today's uh, uh, indictment because of your testimony? Because I, I, I would postpone it if, if I heard your testimony yesterday. Absolutely. Uh, I think without a doubt they, they postponed it for that reason. They're scrambling to try and figure out what do we do now. Now, if they have good common sense, and there's got to be at least somebody that's smart in that building, maybe a whole <laughs> lot of people, 
if they look at this, they say, how can we possibly proceed? I mean, they're bringing a monumental case, unprecedented, based upon a convicted perjurer. Not a good idea in anybody's book. Mr. Costello, I, I will be sending you the copy of the uh, of the interview that we just did now because this is breaking news, and you send it to whoever you want to send it to. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you for being Thank here. You. Great talking to you, Bob. Thanks, George. Good to talk to you. Be well. Wow, I think that was blockbuster news. I think that's the reason the grand jury did not come through today. They did not offer an indictment today. You know why? Because they didn't have a common sense. They didn't have a case. Common sense. Someone came forward with common sense. And numbers. That is is why this show is so good. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.